Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dublin City Music Station, FM 104, Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined by co-founder of Choice Music Prize and journalist Jim Carroll. Hello, how are you? Good, thanks, Louise. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem at all. So I know it's been a bit of a mad week with obviously Electric Picnic not going ahead and then them coming back and announcing that we can have 200 people now outdoors with live music. But what, like, is that really a proper start or where should we be looking towards? It's a start, Louise. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the most important thing True. to say about it. It's a start. And, like, you know, it, it's a, it's a, we also got to remember that it's a start brought about by the fact that Catherine Zappone threw a garden party. And uh, that then there was all sorts of kind of rerun, rule of with Fall to Ireland and the various departments trying to cover their asses about what happened there. So that's kind of, I suppose, where, where we got to. I suppose, the, I suppose the one way of kind of starting it again would be with the electric picnic because an awful lot of your listeners would be kind of, like, thinking, thinking about, well, we've heard about electric picnic all week. What's going on there? Mm-hmm. The thing we also need to kind of stress, I suppose, is that the electric picnic is not the be all and end all you know of things there is something like 250 to 300 festivals happen every summer in Ireland in normal times electric picnic is just one of them uh, it's, it's very important to kind of realise as well that electric picnic is actually kind of now a foreign festival it's organised by a company called, called Festival Republic who are a multinational arm of the company Live Nation so it's not really an Irish festival anymore so I think an awful lot of the attention based around the electric picnic was basically a bit of a kind of like a false flag in many ways it's also kind of worth bearing in mind as well that with the electric picnic they didn't really consult with the locals you know, like, you know, during the week, I was talking to lots of people I know from Stradbally because I've worked down there a lot, mm-hmm. a lot over the last couple of years. And like the locals didn't want it. They appreciated what the electric picnic has brought to them in mm-hmm. terms of economic gains. But this is a public health matter. They're also kind of pointing out as well the fact that they couldn't have confirmations. They couldn't have weddings. They couldn't bury their dead properly. You know, so suddenly you've got some, this foreign festival coming on with 70,000 people. They thought it was very badly handled. They're really unhappy with Festival Republic as well. I think there, there's a lot of there's a lot of offences that have to be amended there in the future so like electric picnic kind of like caused all this big splash and got all these kind of like it's got all the kind of attention during the week but you see it's really, we also got to remember something as well and i wish i could remember the name of the band like, I, 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 I apologize to the band because i can't remember the name of the band but there's a quote from a guitarist in an irish band yes and he was pointing out the fact that something like the electric picnic you know that creates an awful lot of work for one weekend mm-hmm. but like you know in terms of kind of like day in day out weekend week out it's the smaller gigs that kind of create the jobs that create the opportunities for musicians and that's the whole thing that's been missing from this whole piece and you know one of the things when we look back on all this we're going to kind of realize that the live music in 
essentially let themselves down. There's been a big lack of leadership there. If you compare what's going on with live music to what's going on, say, with the restaurants and hospitality, every single person in this country knows who Adrian Cummins is at this stage. They know he's a lad from the restaurants and bars who's always gone on giving out about this, that and the other. That's the, per- that's the person who's at the table. And he's basically like, I mean, he's doing for his members what he should be doing. I'm looking kind of going, why isn't there someone making the same leadership yeah, like, like steps when it comes to the live music industry? You know, they, they, you could state different things. You can say, okay, well, we got a the industry, the sector got a lot of money from the Department of Cultural Marketing. Well, I'm not seeing sort of like that leading to kind of like the bigger steps. Like the first question you asked me there was about kind of like, I mean, is this, like, I mean, what does, what does this mean in terms of kind of like, I mean, 200 people outside live music? This should have been identified a long time ago. Mm-hmm. This should have been identified the minute those guidelines and regulations came in. It wasn't. So I think in many ways, the live music industry sector itself has shot itself in the foot a little over this. And I think with Electric Picnic, it was more kind of a symbol of another thing that was called off or another thing that was stopped. So as you say, it is about, you know, the, the weddings that musicians can play or whether they're buskers or pub musicians or whatever it happens to be that they can continue doing this in some safe way. Mm. Yeah, the thing about electric picking though, electric picking took up all the oxygen, Louise. It took mm-hmm. up all, all the oxygen, which should have been kind of applied to the jobbing musicians, be it people who are playing in wedding bands, yeah. be it like yeah. musicians who are playing in little bands who were looking for looking for gigs in places like the Workmen's Club in Dublin or the Grand Social or wherever. Like, I mean, all those kind of like, I mean, the, the bands who are at the first rung of the ladder where they've got to go and gig because mm-hmm. it's all very well to say it's them, well, lads, you can write songs, you can do all your Zoom songwriting courses, mm-hmm. but you have to play live when you're a band in order to kind of yeah. like, first of all, make money and second of all to kind of hone your craft so i think you know this is this is something that kind of like we, we, we that should have been looked at a long time ago it should have been looked at kind of like from the get-go and it should have kind of got a lot more sort of attention from the people around the kind of like the table from the policymakers. we see we've also got to remember as well that there's big education piece which had to be done as well because for an awful lot of the kind of politicians and civil servants who kind of have who've done the running on this they know nothing about the music industry they've never had to know anything about the music industry and also it's worth to be to be fair to the music industry the music industry has never really had to engage with them. The commercial music industry has been able to get off, go away and do its, do its thing. It's been able to sustain itself without having to apply for grants, without having to apply for subsidies. So for not a lot of people in that sector, it comes a whole new brand new learning curve mm-hmm. to have to apply for grants and apply for kind of like, apply for kind of subsidies and stuff like that. So there's there's that side of things as well. But I think right now, I mean, the government are talking about like, you know, the fact that they, they, they plan to have a roadmap in place by the end of August. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of going to myself. That is a bit late because you know it's 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 Mark Paul. Mark Paul, the Irish Times made a, made a point during the week, and he was kind of going like, "There's a bit of a queue now." And one of the things that the government was one of the big priorities of the government will be getting kids back to school and college from September. Mm-hmm. That's suddenly kind of like I mean one of the things they have to have sorted out and have to have kind of like properly in place by the time those the schools and colleges start reopening from late August onwards. So like you're kind of going like, "Well, they're going to have a roadmap in place for live music." But like what what exactly we're we talking about here? And also they also need to understand as well that like you know. I think there's a kind of a thing we're talking about. Oh, it's great that 200 people can, can attend a, a live gig outdoors. Jesus, do you want to be sending an, out, an outdoor gig in Ireland in October and November? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, last night I went for a walk. I went for a walk last night. It was like, I know it's, <laughs> it's early August. It felt like late September. You know, the mm-hmm. weather in this country is not very amenable to an outdoor summer or especially not to outdoor gigging once the kind of like, once the clocks go back, you know? So I think that's something that like means that it needs to be kind of fast forward. How are we going to get into a situation where people can safely go to gigs? How are we going to get to a situation where people are safely be able to, able to go to clubs, for example, as well? I mean, that's something I know from kind of like, I mean, club promoters. We're all seeing 
seen videos, you know, of clubs in kind of like Liverpool or London or kind of like, I mean, you know, or the United States where they all seem to be kind of going gaga again and people are back in clubs and they're dancing. But mm-hmm. here there seems to be sort of like almost like a 1930s Ireland Catholic kind of anti-jazz vibe when it comes to dancing. No dancing allowed. That's again, is something that has to be kind of part of the roadmap. And I think there's a lot of things that have to be part of this roadmap. And I just wonder if there's enough time for it to be properly sketched out properly kind of like I suppose kind of like mean tested and also kind of properly implemented but there was also a part of during one of the the non-lockdowns that we came out of that the workmen's were holding seated gigs and I'm sure other people were as well I don't understand why we can't go back to that because I think people would happily yeah, go yeah. see live music if they can sit around a table of two yeah. or three people you know yeah I, th- I think you're, I think that's a completely valid point, Louise. I mean, you know, there, there, there is there, like I mean, and these venues are all experienced promoters. Yeah. They're all, but they're very experienced. They're, they're very experienced and know what they're doing. They're not going to be like I mean, putting in you know, like I mean, thousands of yahoos that shoulder to shoulder like happened in one county Kerry pub mm-hmm. allegedly in the last couple of weeks. They're going to like I mean, do things very very safely. And we're seeing as well at the moment as well that there's not there's a lot of kind of pilot gigs going on at the moment. You know, I mean, I know for example the kind of like uh, there's uh, oh, uh, there's very like there's a couple. There's a couple of kind of like I mean festivals happening as yeah. well where they're kind of like bringing small numbers of people onto the site as well in mm-hmm. order to show what can be done. But like I mean, it, it goes back in many ways to kind of like I mean the testing and stuff that was going on. You know, those kind of pilot gigs which happened back in July, the gigs in kind of the Ivy Gardens and the gigs in kind of uh, the Royal Hospital Kilmainham. Mm-hmm. You know, we never really saw stats out of that as to what happened. You know, like I mean, we, we heard for example with the gig in Kilmainham that one person was found positive, but like that was on the day. Were there were there kind of like why weren't there PCR tests done? Why wasn't there kind of like situation done to show that okay 3,000 people attended this gig in Royal Hospital Kilmainham and out of that like I mean 10 people contracted COVID for example like mm-hmm. we, it, it's, it's one of those kind of it's one of those situations that comes down to that lack of a roadmap why weren't those gigs properly sort of like I mean sketched out in a way that we would get that kind of data that we'd be able to go back to people like Neffert and kind of show them okay here's the situation 3,000 people gathered for an open air gig in Dublin and uh, like the, 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 the number of people who contracted COVID afterwards within 10 days afterwards was 0.1% I'm not good at math but I'm not sure yeah. what ten out of three thousand is. Like if we had that sort, if we had that sort of data, figures, it would be able to kind yeah. of show what the case, the case you've just made there. Why aren't we let back into the workmen's and wheelers, for example? Maybe to see see the gigs. Yeah. It's it's not where we want to be. It's definitely not where I want to be. But for a lot of people, if we, if they, they're just missing that live music, we're eighteen months out now, kind of Louise. Mm-hmm. And I keep meeting people who say, who say to me, "God, my last live gig was the Choice Music Prize in, 20, in March twenty twenty, because that happened a couple a, a week or so before lockdown was, began." Yeah. And I'm just going, "Jesus, that's eighteen months ago." You know what I mean? It's nuts. It's absolutely insane. But what is kind of our you- realistic path then? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, you see, this can is you where, even? This, guess? this is where this is where this is where I kind of go like I I honestly have no idea. At Louise, I remember remember last year doing uh, the new the no encore uh, podcast and kind of like they kind of saying to me like, do you think the electric picnic would go ahead? And that was kind of like being done in kind of like late March, early yeah. April, twenty twenty. At that stage, I thought it would go ahead. Like like you know, I, I mean, I I I, I thought there'd, there'd be limits put on it, but you mm-hmm. kind of think you'd be back to normal then. But this variant, the the, the new variants that are happening, the mm-hmm. new the, like I mean, the way this virus is mutating, you know, it's gonna it's gonna it, it's just you, you you can't second guess it and also like we seem to be we, we seem to be ultra cautious here and people are, are, are kind of like striking people are, have problems with how cautious we are, are here but I keep like I mean looking at reports from Australia where they're now under yes. lockdown again I yeah. look, like looking at stories from Austria I think which has kind of gone back into a heavy lockdown you're kind of seeing these, these patterns which are developing so on the one hand yeah I'm gagging to go back into live music go back to clubbing again but on the other hand I'm kind of going like well you know even if you're even if you're fully vaxxed up do you want do you want that situation 
to, to develop. But I think, you know, we're at the situ- we're at the stage now, Louise, where the government has to turn around to people in the industry. They have to turn around to everyone from the musicians to the venue owners, promoters, and give them a realistic kind of like timescale of what they expect. Given everything we know, given given the way we've seen kind of like, for example, this Delta variant has ha, has been widely transmitted, mm-hmm. but the numbers numbers in hospitals to date aren't as big as they were in the kind of like previous waves. The numbers who are dying, thankfully, are nowhere near as high as they were in, the, in previous waves, and the numbers who are ending up in ICU treatment are low as well. So is it the case of like, you know, okay, this is what we mean about living with COVID. We, 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 have, to, we have to kind of like I mean, open up more parts of the economy and see what happens, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, I think this government has proven itself to be very very cautious on all that i mean and they also got they also got like i mean they got a real kind of like you know kick in the hoop at christmas when they opened everything up and saw what happened in january and february so it's like I, mean, I i think that they call they think that the two things which mitigate against them going mad and opening up all the clubs and venues straight away are one the caution they have when it comes to dealing with this and two the complete inexperience they have as well when it comes to dealing with live music they don't understand it they really don't get it i mean i think a lot a lot of, a lot of them kind of like a lot of the ministers and mandarins at, at the administration level think when they hear live music they just think of young 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 people in a field like drunken stone going absolutely balubas you know and, and, and it's a completely wrong image and i think that's something that the industry hasn't done enough to sort of like mean show that actually lads you're completely wrong there yeah, and I do think that at this stage, people would be happy to take a PCR test or happy to do whatever they need to do if they were let in to to a gig. Whether it's seated yeah, or not seated at this stage, I think people are willing complete, complete, to be, you know. Complete, I completely agree with you. I think, well, I think the, the people would be quite happy to comply. But I also kind of think as well, what you've just said also kind of points out a big lack there's been in the general kind of approach when it comes to dealing with COVID. We haven't had the whole testing and tracing thing right from the get-go at all. Mm-hmm. We've never we've never had it right. And so it's a kind of point I keep I keep boring my kind of like me friends about. We've never had that thing right. I'm like, you know, there's some good friends of mine in Denmark, a place like that. And like in, in Berlin, and they're all kind of saying, well, you know, I get tested three times a week. And I was like, what? You get tested three times a week? Yeah, there's a free test, there's a free test centre down the, at that Bonmar Road. You go down wow. there, you get tested, you know you haven't got the virus. And it's like, it's it's, it's it's kind of like as simple as that. We haven't put that in. So like, I mean, yes, of course people were, are, would be quite happy to take PCR tests in yeah. order to go and see a gig. But I think people have also been quite happy all along to take PCR tests to make sure they haven't got the virus in order to kind of like me have a normal standard of living. 100% to be able to see friends and hang out with friends and family and not have to worry about it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, or else, uh, or not, or, or not, not, not kind of like me do legal training or, or try and understand what the regulations mean for you. I mean, we're trying to put together a family gathering, and like the WhatsApp group is hilarious. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't really know what the regulations say. I think you'd have six people at a table, but that do tables have to be apart. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of going like, and then who's in, who's out? Oh, sure. Look, hopefully at this stage, maybe. The, now that we have 200 outdoors maybe that's opened up now a conversation that will hopefully lead to something bigger we'll have to well, wait hopefully, hopefully it doesn't hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll be in a situation well Louise that if there are promoters out there who kind of go okay I can have 200 people outdoors at a gig I'll put on a gig then they won't suddenly find it, find Dr Tony, Tony Hulan and the local guard at the gate tell them to shut, to, to shut it down you know mm-hmm. we need a very very clear line from government on this that this is that if the, if these gigs happen no one's going no, there's going to be no messing around you, if you have 200 people at a gig they're socially distant they're in the pods they're like mm-hmm. they're not standing on their head or whatever it is that there's going to be there's, there's going to be no kind of blowback on that absolutely jim oh let's hope fingers crossed because i can't wait to get back to to the music like everybody else to be fair at this stage you know 
Totally. I mean, I mean our, our plan with Troy to be surprised is to be back in Vicar Street in March oh, for next year for next year's event. And like you know, because we did this year's event as kind of a virtual event. And it was grand. It was fine. But I just think you you you, you miss the bodies in a room. You so do. like, I mean, we we were fingers crossed that by next March we are back to normal. And that's but March is kind of like six months, six seven months away. So mm-hmm. you're kind of hoping it's hope that you're going to be back to your own by then. You know. Oh, it'd be nice to to get back to that for sure. Jim, thank you so much for taking the time. No problem, Louise. Mind yourself. Bye bye. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.